0: and bros on the Michigan Sports Network. We decided to do a bunch of different things, you know, so we went in the lab and we said, would somebody please guard somebody? That's all we did. Uh, The sounds of Tom Izzo. Somebody please guard somebody. Talking a little Spartan Hoops now covering Michigan State football and basketball for the Detroit News. Our good friend Matt Charbonneau. Find him on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. Matt, my friend, good morning to you, partner. How are you? How's life? How are
1: things? Uh, Good. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's a busy time of year. We're just uh, getting into the fun part. So we're ready for almost tournament time. So ready to roll.
0: Almost tournament time. I got to ask you this, and we were laughing about it earlier. What in the NBA is going on with Michigan State basketball that was one of the top defensive teams in the country? Uh, You know, they give up 112 in the overtime loss to Iowa, and then they go out and they score a whole bunch as well. They've scored 106. They've scored 80. It just seems like, you know, punches and bunches. This team's been able to fill it up, but they've also given up a lot as well recently.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, that's the biggest concern right now for Michigan State, because you're right, offensively, they've been, you know, they they weren't great most of the year, but they've really started to play a lot better. And, you know, some of it's just making shots. But even go back to the Michigan game in Ann Arbor, they played pretty well offensively and scored 80 against Indiana. And, you know, certainly we saw what happened at Iowa and and the other night at uh, Nebraska. But that defense, yeah, that's been a concern. And, it's, you know, I know Iowa scored 112, and that thing got a little crazy. Uh, the way that ended but you know there are some concerns we saw in the first half against Nebraska the other night of kind of being able to stay in front of guys and they were really a good three-point defensive team and that's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit the last few games so I think that's the biggest focus right now but you know there was so much concern with this offense and getting it straightened out that maybe that defense just took a little bit of a back step but you can you can bet with Tom Izzo um that that's going to be a big focus this week the rest of these days before they get in the tournament so um we'll see we'll see ohio state coming in saturday but i would expect them to shore things up especially in, in defending that three-pointer
0: matt with ohio state as you uh as you alluded to this uh this coming saturday at 12 noon tip off on espn do you do we see anything, do you think? Do you, do you feel like there's any sort of animosity there? You know, Chris Holtman made a big stink the last time they were in town for a senior day. It'll be senior day this time. You know, they're going to kiss the court. I don't know if somebody – should somebody call them and tell them ahead of time this is something that the seniors are going to do, making their way off the floor? Uh, do, you, do you feel like there's going to be any sort of riff there again?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it was funny. I just thought of that. I think it was yesterday. It was like, oh, yeah, this is Ohio State again, and Chris Holtman got all bent out of shape last time. I, I, I do recall after that him kind of then finding out it was a tradition and all that not being as upset about it but he'll have one simple way to avoid that and that's to come in and and not get run off the floor to where you know (laughs) you're not down double digits in the end and they can do all that and you know Ohio State a weird team had lost 12 in a row or whatever it was and now they've won two in a row uh they just went and won uh last night so it's you know, they got talent. They, they could do it, but it's been a weird year. But I, I don't know if that is going to still linger for Chris Holtman. I think he's got bigger issues uh, with the way his team's played this year. I think that might be a concern first. But it'll be I, – I, I did think of it. So it'll be interesting to see late in that game how it plays out if he's still uh, grumbling about it. But, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
0: You said the uh, one of my all-time favorite phrases in basketball because it's so true. It, it, I mean, we refer to this all the time in the association. It's a make-or-miss league, right? When you're making shots – yeah. everything else is going to work right when you're knocking down shots you're shooting a high clip whether it's from three or the mid-range which i know like it has gone the way of the t-rex so you're getting the ball into the basket it doesn't really matter because that's going to usually you know when you're scoring it infuses your defense a little bit you play a little more juice especially when you're at home you know you get that home crowd going or if you're on the road you get to silence that crowd a little bit it's all about getting buckets Joey Hauser is a guy who really seems to, especially of late, but taken some sort of like giant leap from last year where maybe Michigan State fans weren't the biggest fans of him. But I got to imagine right now, everybody's looking online at the MSU, uh, uh, the store, where can I get the Hauser jersey? What kind of NIL deal can we get?
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, that difference in making shots. I mean, that game against Nebraska the other night was the epitome of it. I mean, they couldn't make anything in the first half, and their defense suffered. You come out after halftime, shots go in and everything. Everything turns around. So I think you're right about that. And Hauser's a guy, I, he really is just a different guy this year. And it's really just about, you know, growing up and maturing. And I, I think early in his time here, he put way too much pressure on himself. You know, if he didn't go out there and score 20 and shoot 60%, he was, you know, he'd get down on himself. And then he would hear the gripes from the fans. And I think that that used to weigh on him a lot. And I think back to the pandemic year, he really struggled with that isolation that everyone kind of dealt with in different ways and he's just it, it's he's just a refreshed guy even just talking to him he's so much more at ease with himself and everything he's doing so I think that's showing on the court you, it, the, the big thing is if he misses a couple shots now that that used to kind of ruin the game for him you know he'd go into a shell and now he just he just keeps playing if he misses the first couple it's no big deal he keeps playing keeps shooting he's gotten he's okay as a defender so I, I think you're right fans have come a long way on Joey Hauser because they're seeing a different guy. they seeing a more confident guy, and it's it really has been a big change for him. It's been kind of cool to see, but um that's a guy. That's a guy who can, with that size and that ability to shoot, that's a guy who's playing him in himself into a into a shot, probably at the NBA. We'll see how it plays out, but that's he's got the kind of game for that level, and he's he's really proven it this year.
0: You know, there's, a, there's another guy, and I was laughing uh, when Michigan State came to Ann Arbor because I asked Max, I said, how ah, you want me to say his hometown? He said, you just say Mali, West Africa. We skip the whole yeah. I said, oh, whatever you want to do. You make my life easier, I'll give you a big hug. Like, I'm good with that. But Mati Sissoko, I mean, we went from – the Armed Forces Classic. Let's get the aircraft carrier going. You know, fuel it up. Let's go. Uh, and then we have the State Farm Champions Classic. He goes for fourteen to nine against Gonzaga, ranked number two in the country at the time. They lose by one point. The very next game, Sissoko against number four UK in an overtime winner, goes for sixteen and eight. And it's like, okay, like this might be this might be the glimpse. This might be who Spartan fans thought that he was going to be. This could be a giant concern for everybody else. Uh, in the Big Ten, and it just it for as great as Joey Hauser has kind of evolved, what in the world has happened with Monty Sissoko?
1: Yeah, that that progression really hasn't come. You're right. I mean, that there was you know, those first two games. I mean, there, there, look, there was a concern coming in. The guy hadn't played a lot, right? Certainly not his first two years at Michigan State, and he wasn't. You know, he'd been hurt his senior year in high school, and so didn't play a ton there. It wasn't a he, He's not a guy who's played a ton of basketball. Um and so you know those first two games happen, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is like well, Thomas knew what he was talking about when he didn't go out and get a pig in the in the portal." You know, and uh, I just think Maddie Sissoko's a guy who's just his basketball sense, or his, you know what I mean, just that that understanding of the game is not where it is for a lot of guys. It, has, it certainly isn't to this point. Like like compare with a guy like Jackson Kohler, who's so so young and raw in terms of. The things he's doing, but watch his sense of the game. You know, he—I feel like he understands and sees things happening a little bit better than Matty, and that's—that's and that's what Matty's been working on. And he's admitted it's—it's it's been a struggle for him. Uh, you know, he said at times he's felt a little bit lost out there. But the, the thing about him is he—you know—he keeps working hard and keeps playing hard. It's just he hasn't really been that guy. We saw the first two games, and quite frankly, I don't know if he's ever going to be. You know, think of that Kentucky game. I don't know if he's ever going to be that consistently. But if you can got a guy who can rebound and defend, you know his hands. He struggles with his hands. I mean, it, it, it's a work in progress to say the least. I, I think I think what we saw at Kentucky and Gonzaga is probably a little too high to think for Madi. But you need a little more consistency from him. We've seen it in spurts here, here and there lately. But um, it's just a guy who hasn't played a ton of basketball in his life, and he's just kind of working through it. And it's not surprisingly, it's been it's been an up and down year to say the least.
0: Yeah, and if you haven't played a ton of hoops and you, you're trying to get used to the game and trying to get used to the game at this level, at that institution with that head coach and those expectations, that could be a challenge. It'd be a challenge for everybody. Remember, they still are just very young adults. One of the things I, I like a lot about this Spartans team is I really like their guard play, right? I, I like Tyson Walker a lot, and I really like Jaden Akins. And I don't know, I'm Matt, I'm having a hard time, and maybe you can help me with this. I don't know if I like Jaden Akins a lot, because of what he's been able to do out there in year number two, or if I like him a lot because I want to see him be successful because of all of the hullabaloo that took place with his former AAU team and a guy that was committed to Michigan state. And then Tom Izzo stuck by his side. And I really wanted that to work out for him. Cause I thought that it meant a lot to me and I'm 10,000 feet away. You know what I mean? So for Jay Nakins, he's a guy I want to see be successful at this level.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And then, then he had that injury, with the had the surgery right before, you know, back in the fall, what was it, September. And that, you know, he'd been really kind of coming on in the summer, as Tom talked about. But he that set him back a little bit. But I think now you're seeing these last few weeks, and, and really you've kind of been slowly seeing it in terms of the way he's been shooting the ball. Um, I mean, he's been over 40% three-point shooter all season. But, you know, in the last four or five games, it's really starting to take off. You see, he's really now 100% healthy, Is no – you know, when you're kind of working back from that foot injury, you want to you want to make some moves that you're used to, and your foot's kind of like, hey, maybe, maybe not yet. Um, and you're seeing that athleticism now, really kind of complement his game. He's one of the few guys on the team that can create a shot out of nothing. Um, I think his confidence is soaring. You're really seeing the Jaden Akins, I think that people expected. Um, you know, Tom was grumbling a little bit the other night about his defense, but he's still he's still one of the best defenders they have on the perimeter. Um, and i mean he's just to me there's there's still a higher ceiling for this guy i think he's going to reach that to what people expect of him but but you're right that backcourt is that's, that's the strength of this team i mean tyson walkers becoming that guy that you know when you get late in the clock or late in the game he's going to be able to create something and make tough shots and aj hogard is i mean he's he's the key to this whole thing you know he played pretty roughly in the first half the other night and then was outstanding in the second and and michigan state dominated it's this guy is the as Tom says, is the the straw that stirs the drink. And when he's playing well, when he's under control, when he's distributing the ball, uh, this offense can be really good. So it's it's a guard-heavy team. Guards usually win in the NCAA tournament. I think that's why there's a lot of optimism for Michigan State. We'll see. But um, they're going to go as far as that group takes them for sure.
0: That's uh I would I was gonna I was gonna say that backcourt trying to fuel uh any if you're gonna make a run in the NCAA tournament, you gotta be you gotta be good at the guard position. You just you just have to be, especially at that level. You know, you you got to be able to take care of the basketball. Michigan State uh, does that very very well throughout the course of the year. You know, you're trying to limit turnovers, and when the guys have the the ball in their hands, I I do have to note: Do we ever find out exactly why AJ Hogard got teched at Michigan? Do we know exactly what was said or who he was talking to? Because State gets a bucket, I I look down, I look up, then next thing you know, the refs over here, you know, throwing the tee out to Hogard and uh, Mr. Izzo. Told him very politely, "Would you? Would you please? Uh, would you? Would you uh, hurry up your maturation process? I'll put yeah. it that way. I think. Th- I yeah, that, that's what
1: he said. That's basically it. And and AJ was just barking at the the Michigan bench in general. I mean, I think he didn't even make the shot. I think Tyson Walker made a shot, and uh, AJ's over there barking at the Michigan bench. You know, seconds into the game, and it, and it is just a matter of growing up. And it, it, the thing about AJ is he does those things and then realizes it immediately that. What the hell did I just do? Um, so it's it's that fine line of you love a guy with the fire and the passion and all that, but you also understand you got to be smart about it. And you know he he learned pretty quickly after that. Uh, and as you know, Tom Izzo doesn't really put up with that. So um, yeah, just just kind of a, a mental lapse there for him. I don't know exactly what he. I don't think he was like targeting anyone in particular. He was just you know fired up in the moment of the rivalry. And there you go. And. Maybe a little quick whistle from the from the ref that early. Oh, you know, way too know. quick! Wait, yeah. we
0: call it what it is? I was I looked. I'm like, you're giving this kid a tech. Like we're in the first like couple minutes of the first hour. Are you kidding me right now?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it was. But I can also understand sometimes in a rivalry, maybe the rest are like, let's not let anything get out of control. But you know, this rivalry, there hasn't been a lot of. I mean, obviously, the football end, we know all that. But at basketball, you know, there's always going to be some kind of yapping back and forth. But yeah, maybe a little quick. But AJ. Yeah, a lot less learned for AJ, I think, at that point. I don't think it's going to temper him completely uh, because he does show his emotion quite a bit. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you'll have him barking at the bench uh, anytime soon, no.
0: Uh, Matt Charbonneau joining us uh, right now covering the Michigan State Spartans for the Detroit News. All right, Matt, as you, as you look around the Big Ten Conference and, and you see these things... I don't. I don't even know what to make of this conference. I don't know if Purdue is really good or if Zach Eadie just covers up all their flaws. I don't know. I mean, Michigan right now at eleven and seven, with pending tonight's game, them being number two in the standings at seventeen and twelve overall it is preposterous to me. Then you got Maryland, Ohio State, who you mentioned, Northwestern, kind of sneaky good all year. Indiana, do we think they're good? They are good. Jalen hood Shafino, I'm a huge fan of him. Trace Jackson-Davis, okay. You have Iowa. You can't go out to the corn. You know what happens there. Illinois, don't really know what to think about them. Michigan State, like how good or bad is the Big Ten? Like what is the Big Ten? When you watch it and you see it night after night, what do you see from this conference? How many bids do you think they'll get to the tournament?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, that's that's the big question of the year, trying to make sense of this whole jumbled up mess. I mean, I, You know, for so long we thought it was just Purdue and then, you know, Nine ten teams that were pretty close, and now Purdue's coming back. I think, I think with Purdue, some of that is you're you're seeing those freshman guards that were so good early, kind of being a little more freshmany, I guess you could say, the last few weeks. And and look, that's a concern going to the NCAA tournament if you're going to be count. I mean, look, Zach Eadie's going to get what he's going to get, uh, but you need those guys making shots and playing well. And we'll see if they, you know, if they handle the pressure of tournament time. Uh, you know, I think they'll probably still be okay this week, and and win the championship outright but uh, the, the craziest thing to look at right now I think technically in second place is Michigan and they're on the NCAA tournament bubble like what I mean I, I, it speaks a lot to their non-conference struggles but I mean it's such an odd year in this conference you just absolutely never know what's going to happen like Maryland's been outstanding at home but they absolutely can't win on the road like what does that mean um Northwestern has been pretty darn good but then they lose last night I it's just Illinois's got tons of talent but it just it doesn't seem to fit all the time. I it, it's it's such a it's such a kind of clustered up mess. I, I don't know if it means they're all really good and they just beat each other. My guess is it's more a little bit they're all pretty solid, but they've all got their flaws, right? Like, you know, just Michigan State, the team we're talking about, doesn't have a big, right? So there's no depth there. Um other teams don't have, you know, great guard play or they don't have the experience. It's just it, it's all good enough to beat most teams on any given night, but none of them have the consistency. So it's it's hard to say. I think eight, probably eight teams solid get in the NT tournament. Maybe nine. We'll see how it all plays out this week and next. But it's it's really it's really a tough conference to get a handle on. It's probably one of the tougher years I've had trying to determine are these guys any good Are they bad? What what are they? So to me, it's a bunch of solid teams, just a lot of them that aren't complete teams. And so I think that's why you see everybody so tight.
0: That really could be a weekly column. What the hell did we just see? The Big Ten, Week 16 of the college basketball season, right? I mean, he's Matt Charbonneau. You can find him on Twitter, at Matt Charbonneau. Find his work in the Detroit News. Who knows? Maybe we just came up with an idea spitballing here. Uh, Matt, my friend, thank you so much for waking up with us this morning, partner. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, enjoy that Michigan State-Ohio State game. End of the year, Senior Day, Saturday, 12 noon on ESPN.
1: Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it.
0: There he goes. I, I, I'm. We're all, we're all sitting here wondering the same things. And is it going to be like? Is this conference? Are they good enough? Are they not good enough? What are we? What are we doing? I feel like every team goes through like Rob Schneider in the Waterboy, just like every week. Just go. Oh no, we, we suck, suck again. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that's the Big Ten. Like every other week, no matter what fan base you are, you just that. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's tweetable material. Uh, we got a we got some text here. We're gonna we're gonna save. We'll save those for uh for tomorrow. Uh because that's a uh that that's woof, man. That's a that, there, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Uh, also tomorrow, NFL Players Association, they rank the franchises. Where did the Lions players where, where do they rank across all 32 uh franchises? Some from the combine, on uh, the pistons, more of the Huronick and Larkin deals as well. We'll get into all of it tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm glad we fought through the technical difficulties. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, here on the Michigan Sports Network.